Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Happy Thursday, faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast. This is Jen here, the host. And let's go ahead and read Matthew chapter 14 today, verses 1 through 13. I will read out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. So make sure you grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. And let's go ahead and start reading. Actually, I don't really know anybody that drinks tea. If you're a tea drinker, let me know. Comment something on Facebook and tell me if you drink tea or not. I don't like tea. I'll be 100% honest. I do drink it sometimes when I'm desperate for coffee. And my coffee addiction often gets me in trouble. I usually end up getting really jittery and sometimes I get a really bad headache after I drink coffee. But for some reason, every single day, I always want to drink more coffee. I never learn from my mistakes. <laughs> but I do love a good cup of coffee. And in the afternoon, I often drink decaf because it's just, I, I just like the taste of it even. It's just so good to me. And I know some people think I'm nuts. I know a lot of people that actually really hate coffee, but I absolutely love it. But anyway, let's read Matthew chapter 14 verses 1 through 13 today. Like I said, I will be reading out the W.E.B. version this morning. And this is a really sad portion of scripture. This is the death of John the Baptist. So let's go ahead and read this and discuss this chapter a little bit. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report concerning Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the baptizer. He's risen from the dead. That is why these powers work in him. For Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. When he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced among them and pleased Herod. Therefore he promised with an oath to give her whatever she should ask. She, being prompted by her mother, said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the baptizer. The king was grieved, but for the sake of his oaths and for those who sat at the table with him, he commanded it to be given, and he sent and beheaded John in the prison. His head was brought on a platter and given to the young lady, and she brought it to her mother. His disciples came and took the body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place apart. When the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. You guys remember John the Baptist? He was the one who came before Jesus. He was prophesied about in Isaiah, and he was the one who cleared the way for Jesus. He was introduced in Matthew chapter, I think it was three, Matthew chapter three, and was spreading the word to many multitudes of peoples. He was also baptizing them, which was something kind of both new and not new. We talked about that a really long time ago. 
you'd have to go back and, and listen to that one about baptism and why Christians do it and why John the Baptist started baptism. But John would baptize the people and he preached to them. He said, repent because, because there is one who is coming who is even greater than I am. And he said, repent because the kingdom of heaven is here. It's at hand. It's about to happen. Then we learn that John the baptizer gets imprisoned. And this is the story of that. But we learned that he was imprisoned a while back. And Jesus kind of took over from there. He heard that John the Baptist was in prison and took over John's role by telling people to repent, telling them that the kingdom of heaven is here. Basically, the entire thing that John was doing, except Jesus was not baptizing people with water because he was going to baptize them with something better, which was the Holy Spirit. So let's discuss this chapter here. In verse 1, it says, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report concerning Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the baptizer. He is risen from the dead. That is why these powers work in him. This Herod man was the son of Herod the Great. Herod the Great was a king who had reigned in that Galilee region when Jesus was born. This Herod was the son of that Herod, but this Herod was a Tetrarch. So he was lesser than a king. He was kind of more like a governor, I would guess. He had a province, and then his other two brothers had provinces as well. So now this Herod man hears all these things about Jesus because he was the ruler of the Galilee region. And Jesus, of course, was very active in Galilee. So he's hearing all these reports about Jesus and all these miracles that Jesus is doing. And he gets really scared, almost superstitious in a way, because he thinks that Jesus is the reincarnation of John the Baptist somehow, even though Jesus is the same age. And I don't know what he thought, but he thought that this man he's hearing about Jesus was John's ghost or something like that. So he's really scared because he he was the one who had killed John the Baptist. And this is the story of what happened. So John the Baptist had said to Herod the Tetrarch that what he was doing was wrong. Herod had married this woman whose name was Herodias, who was actually his niece and also his brother's wife. So it's very confusing. There was a lot of really weird intermarriage and bad problems that was happening in this Herod family. This Herodias woman was the granddaughter of Herod the Great, but she ended up marrying Philip, who was Herod's brother. And then she left Philip for Herod. So this Herodias woman was Herod's niece and also now his wife, who was married to his brother. And then she married her other uncle. It's just all really weird. But anyway, he marries this woman and this was not supposed to be something that he should have done. The Jews were following the law. Herod was a Jew. Herodias was a Jew. His entire family was Jewish. He was not following the Jewish law right here. So John the Baptist tells him the truth and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. You are not following the law of God. This is wrong. You shouldn't have taken Herodias as your wife. That was Firstly, it's just all crazy. That was your brother's wife. And also she shouldn't have married him because there's laws about marrying your nieces and nephews in, in the law as well. So John is just telling Herod how it is. And Herod doesn't like it. So he arrested John the Baptist. And he was even going to put him to death. Herod actually ended up 
kind of liking John the Baptist, he would have discussions with him, even though John the Baptist was in Herod's prison for many, many months. Uh, Herod enjoyed talking with John the Baptist and considered him to be a holy man, kind of respected him in the end. But at first, he didn't like John the Baptist because of the truths that John the Baptist was giving him, and he wanted to put John the Baptist to death. But originally, he didn't put John the Baptist to death because he was scared of the people. John the Baptist was in the public eye. John the Baptist was a man who who the people considered to be a prophet, a great and respected prophet. So Herod didn't want to mess with that. He didn't want to anger the people. So he ends up just keeping John the Baptist in his prison. But Herodias is mad. And this was Herod's wife, or I guess wife, niece. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just all so confusing to me. But anyway, this Herodias woman was angry at John the Baptist, and she wanted him dead because of everything that he was saying about her, saying, you know, she was probably feeling threatened by John the Baptist because she didn't want to hear the truths that John the Baptist was giving her. The fact that she shouldn't have married both of her uncles and left her other uncle for this uncle and whatever else. So she wants John the Baptist dead. But of course, Herod is not going to kill him, both from the fear of the people and also because he kind of grew to like and respect John in the end. And we will learn about that in Mark. There's actually more about John the Baptist's death recorded in Mark, kind of more about Herod's relationship with John as well and how Herod kind of grew to like John the Baptist. So we will learn more about that later on in Mark as well. But Herodias begins plotting this, this whole thing of how to kill John the Baptist. And this is clear from what happens next. Herod gives himself this great birthday party. Birthday parties actually weren't something that Jewish traditionally did, but Herod wanted a birthday party. So he throws them, himself this great birthday party. This daughter of Herodias who I'm guessing is also his his great niece. I don't know. But <laughs> this daughter of Herodias ends up putting on this very sexual dance for all these men that are in Herod's um, party here. It says in verse six that Herodias's daughter danced among them and pleased Herod. So this was definitely a sexual kind of dance. She must have been very young because Herod gives this promise, this oath to this young girl and says, I will give you whatever you want because that was a great dance. She goes and asks her mom. Many people believe that she was around 14 to 16 years old, maybe a little bit younger. Some people say 12 to 16, 12 to 14 years old. So she was around that age. She was very young. And she goes and asks her mom, okay, so he just promised me anything that I wanted. What should I ask for? So Herodias is like, oh, finally, I can, I can make my, my plan come to fruition. So she says, tell him to put the head of John the Baptist on a platter for me. It says in verse 9 that that's what the girl asked for. And the king was grieved. But for the sake of his oaths and for those that sat at the table with him, he commanded it to be given. He sent and beheaded John the Baptist in prison. So John did not see this coming. I'm sure he did not see this coming. This was very sudden for John the Baptist. John's head is brought in on a platter and given to the young lady. And then she brought it to her mother. 
it says in verse 11. But Herod is clearly very upset about this because now he thinks Jesus is the resurrected John the Baptist now. He's very scared, clearly not in a good place. He committed a great sin, not only by marrying Herodias, his niece, but also by killing somebody, killing a great prophet. He did those two evils. So now he's scared and afraid because of Jesus. But he did allow, I'm I'm sure out of his guilt and fear, he allowed John's disciples to take the body and to bury it. No one knows where John the Baptist's body is buried. No one knows what happened with his head on the platter. But this is the gruesome and sorrowful end of John the Baptist. It says now in verse 13 that when Jesus heard this entire story, it says he withdrew from there in a boat. He went to a deserted place, probably to pray to the Father. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. So Jesus could not get away from these multitudes no matter where he went. One question that might be hard to answer is one that many people ask, and that is why didn't Jesus save John the Baptist? I mean, he resurrected Lazarus from the dead, and he also um, saved and healed many people, but he didn't rescue John the Baptist. There's a few reasons why, why this might be. And I'm not going to say that it's any of these reasons. It could be none of these reasons for all I know. Sometimes we just don't know the plan of God. However, the plan of God is always good. But here are a couple reasons why Jesus might not have saved John the Baptist from prison or from John being killed. And that is because John the Baptist was a foreshadowing of Jesus. Jesus was about to die himself. John's life was kind of a picture of that from the beginning. And Jesus also says that his followers are not greater than him. So they must suffer in the same way that Jesus suffers. So that could be one reason. Another reason just could be the fact that John's time was just done. God was merciful to him by not forcing him to live in an awful world for much longer and just took him up to heaven early and very suddenly. It's very possible that this was just mercy being shown to John the Baptist. Those of you who go to my church will know this story. But there was a man that came and spoke at my church about a year ago, and his name was John Dreggy. And he had terminal brain cancer, very, very severe terminal brain cancer. But the way he preached was fascinating. He had so much resolve and so much belief in what he was preaching that it just spoke to people. It was fascinating. I never heard anybody preach the way John Dreggy preached. And he personally helped me through a really rough time that I was going through. I used to follow his blogs and his his video blogs. And one thing he said that really spoke to me, he said that he was getting asked the same question. And the same question was, why do you think God is not healing you? Like, why, how is your faith so strong when God is not healing you of brain cancer? And his answer was just astounding. He said, God knows the reality of the afterlife. God knows the reality of heaven. So it's merciful when God takes us out of the pain and the suffering here on earth and takes us up to be with him in paradise forever, in comfort forever. John Draghi said that, and just the fact that This man was dying, and he did end up dying. 
back in May of 2020. But the fact that this man was dying and he said that was just so astounding to me. Just having that much faith and knowing himself where he's going when he dies. Unfortunately, because of the sin nature, death happened. God did not originally want death. He did not create it to be in the Garden of Eden. That happened after people sinned. And that is something that people often forget, is that God did not want death. That was not part of his perfect plan. But it ended up happening because of humanity. So when we see stories like this, and we're like, why is Jesus so unmerciful? Why didn't he save John the Baptist? There was a greater plan here that we can never know. There are just some things in the Bible that we are not meant to know about. We don't have to know everything, but we do know from the Bible that God is good and his plans for people are always good. There's multiple verses that say, do not fear because God loves you. He is taking care of you. He provides for you. You don't have to fear. He's got everything under his control. And that is the story of John the Baptist. This was definitely a heavier portion of scripture. But join me on Tuesday and we will discuss another portion of Matthew chapter 14. I am going to drop a link to John Dreggie's testimony in the bio of my podcast episode. You can also find a lot of his sermons. I definitely recommend watching them. They are excellent. And though John is no longer with us, his sermons will always be truthful and will always be filled with hope. So if you need some hope today, I recommend checking out some of his wonderful sermons. I will drop a link to that in the bio here. But I also want to let you guys know that in my t-shirt shop, there will be some designs that are going to be gone soon, mainly because Valentine's Day is almost over. Isn't that crazy? Check out the Valentine's Day designs before they go. I can also drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode or just easier. You can go to www.p40ministries.com shop and get there very easily and take a look at some of those designs before they are gone. They are limited edition, but I appreciate you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.